On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I had the absolute pleasure of talking to Alex Miller from Babook. We had an awesome conversation all about uh, going international, what that looks like. We talked about what's working in a post-iOS 14 world and what is not working. We talked about one of those secrets that you really need to have when it comes to your marketing. You guys are going to absolutely love this episode today. Hey guys. Before we begin, I want to talk to you about how to grow your e-commerce brand in a post-iOS 14.5 world. If you're doing over seven figures in D to C, you need to hear this. Back when Facebook ads were absolutely crushing it and driving massive amounts of revenue, setting up basic flows and sending out occasional email campaigns used to cut it, SMS marketing included, you'd see it constantly and so would we when we were looking at accounts at Mindful Marketing. Brands earning 20 to 45% of their total revenue with email marketing with maybe three to four hours of work a month and that's because they just set up some basic flows and then silence but now that the facebook algorithm has stopped spitting out such ridiculous returns where do we go retention but it requires marketers to go deeper than simple templated flows and copy and pasted campaigns which we've seen all the time it requires actually having a system that increases the ltv of your customers and then actually realizing that entire customer lifetime value in a shorter period of time and hopefully even considering a higher LTV. We're saddened to see brands do all the same things with their emails and SMS, and we're sick of auditing agency accounts who simply set up welcome flows and show off how many sales they make. Anyone can set up a welcome flow, abandoned cart flow, etc. That is the simple stuff, guys. The real key in retention marketing is digging deep into your market, copy, offer, your creative, and then pairing that with a strategy that turns one-time buyers into two-time buyers, into three-time buyers, and on and on, just like we've seen at our brands. So if you want to find out exactly Exactly how deep our retention marketing strategy goes, book a quick wins call with our team and we will show you exactly how we drive more repeat sales for our clients and hopefully how you can too. Go to mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins. That's mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins, all one word. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, understanding where and why I lose potential customers on my site is really difficult and using Google Analytics is not easy. I have to get my developers involved with coding events and I also struggle just to get clear-cut answers. There's endless piles of data. I find myself making assumptions on where and when the card abandoners occur, when they drop out. It's kind of a nightmare. Luckily, there's a better way of getting to the core of my results, Oribi. E-commerce owners who use Oribi have doubled their ROI and it's easy to understand why. Oribi makes building and analyzing funnels a walk in the park and you'll be able to see in seconds where the leaks in your visitor flow are. Oribi tells you which channels to focus your resources on, which areas of content have the most impact on your conversions, and how well your marketing campaigns are performing. And since Oribi automatically tracks all the events on your site completely code-free, you'll be independent of developers too, which is great. With Oribi's plain English insights, you'll know exactly what steps to take to increase your conversion rates. No more guesswork. So start your free trial at oribi.io. That's O-R-I-B-I.io. And mention that Jordan West sent you. Also, use the code ecommerce20 for 20% off your first payment. Guys, you will not regret this. 
Hey guys, Jordan West back here with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. I am super excited. Joining me all the way from beautiful Puerto Rico, that is not where he uh, normally is from, but uh, that's where he's recording from, Alex Miller from Babook. Alex, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Yeah, thanks. Happy to be here. Yeah, for sure. Guys, we may have a little bit of a delay just because of internet issues, but I promise you this is going to be a wonderful interview. Alex, for people who know nothing about you, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So I call myself kind of a digital strategist growth consulting, but basically I've been working in kind of the digital strategy space for uh, upwards of 10 years now during some some time at university. And, and since then, I've worked on both the agency side and then also the in-house brand side. Uh, so currently I'm working with a brand called Babook. And you know we have a split between e-commerce and, and B2B, but I'm primarily on that e-com side, really expanding our growth marketing, which is my favorite topic and favorite, favorite subject in that from a mix of data tools and you know, all the good e-com acquisition growth that's coming out. Awesome. For people who don't know anything about your product, can you explain kind of what your target demographic is? What, what exactly you guys are selling in the space, just so we can kind of get an idea of, of some of the things that we're going to talk about in a little bit? Absolutely. So simply put, we make and sell wool footwear. We're a B Corp certified brand, companies based in Switzerland, but basically we sell wool shoes to customers around the world, try to do it in a respectful and, and responsible way, kind of with respect to our people, our planet, our customers, and of course, our sheep being wool. Awesome. Alex, talk to me about this B, the B Corp certification. Why was that important for you guys to get? I mean, if that's something you're going to, you know, outwardly tell, tell me about, why does that matter to you guys being B Corp certified? And what is that for people who don't, who may not know? Absolutely. So B Corp certification uh, is basically a tag from B Lab, which businesses can go through a, a long certification process that really examines every aspect of your business from your manufacturing to your marketing, to your employees, to your kind of philanthropic efforts that you make. Basically, it just dives in and looks to see if you're using business as a force for good rather than you know just solely focusing on profit or uh, kind of trying to make the quickest buck. So uh, it's a very long, intricate process to become certified. And most of the brands who do apply don't receive it in their first try. We take a lot of pride in it, not just because of the kind of outward statement that we can say, you know, we're B Corp certified, but because it's an internal motivator, we have certain standards we have to live up to being B Corp certified. And that kind of helps guide most of the decisions we make on a daily basis from who we work with to what type of campaigns and marketing we're doing. We really use it as that kind of benchmark, something we need to live up to. Yeah, I love it. I, I really love the idea of being B Corp certified and, and from friends of mine who have done it before, it is an arduous process and it's really admirable when I hear about other companies doing it. It's essentially like taking those those sort of core values that you have as a company and aligning them with B Corp certification values, right? And telling everybody, hey guys, this is who we are and what we do. And sometimes it actually makes things way more difficult. The crazy thing about B Corps though, is that on average, they're actually more profitable than regular, I guess, S Corps in the States or for us, just regular corporations in Canada. So it's really interesting that like these companies that want to do good, like you guys actually in the end end up being more profitable and investors love B Corps. It's really cool, Alex. I love to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a wild ride with it. Of course. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about marketing. Let's talk about growth marketing. We're in, uh, you know, 2021, we're recording this in November. This will probably come out December, January. What is working for you guys on the growth marketing side, customer acquisition in 2021? Because it's been a wild ride this year. 
Absolutely. This year has brought about challenges in growth marketing that I don't think we've ever seen, especially in the digital space. And it's going to continue that way in 2022 when third-party cookies pretty much completely disappear. But, you know, what's been working for us is really focusing on kind of our, our core strength, which is being human, being human as a brand. We've really seen through COVID and through all the challenges uh, with iOS 14 and, and all of these different challenges that kind of broke a lot of our traditional marketing methods, we, we've seen a lot of our customers kind of rally behind our brand and connect with us. So, you know, being human, not freaking out is the first rule, <laughs> you know, not panicking. <laughs> yes, great rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, being human with your customers and, and uh, you know, kind of leveraging on them and, and treating each other with respect has been so valuable in us and not just bringing back repeat customers, but really using Babook family, as we call it, as kind of a acquisition channel. Mm, interesting. Can you walk me through how you picture that family at, as an acquisition channel? What does that what does that really look like? So the the first step is again being real, being human, and being more than just you know an online brand that you buy shoes from. So we do our communication. We try to do our communication in a very real way. We're using humor. You're seeing our real faces. We're a small company. There's seven people in the office. It's a, it's very lean and, and nimble. So you can see our faces. You can see our individual humor. We come from different parts of the world. You can kind of see the cultural differences in us. And by doing that, we invite our customers to be part of the story. And through that, it's a story many of them want to share and want to tell and want to be proud of, uh, you know, whether it's with the B Corp certification or with this kind of you're part of the Babook family messaging. Customers love kind of sharing that story and being involved in the growth of Babook, being involved in new projects we're putting out and, and kind of being proud of the products that they're wearing and eager to share that with friends and family. That's awesome. I think about like, you know, you know, one of the first companies of our day and age that did such a good job of doing that and building building that sort of level of excitement, I think is Apple, right? Like it was like, you know, for a long time, they never had to pay to get their products shown on TV, right? It was like, you know, you having a Mac computer was like, you know, showed something about about yourself. And so if you can build that into your brand, and get people, you know, having that sort of advocacy for your brand. I think that, you know, incredible things happen. And people know, you know, we've talked about VIP groups a ton on this podcast. And I really believe that that they are the key to getting you through the next, I don't even know how long it's going to be, right? But, you know, third, like Alex said, third party cookies are dead, right? We're not going to have surveillance marketing like we used to. And that's totally okay. A previous episode that'll be published at some point yesterday, I talked to uh, Molly Pittman. And Molly has gone through, you know, in her career, the entirety but you know, before the Facebook pixel, before all of these, you know, things that we were able to do. And then it was like the heyday of surveillance marketing. And guys, things are just changing. It's it's just slight changes, right? Marketing has always been the same. It's just your targeting will change a little bit. So anyway, absolutely love this. Alex, let's talk about how you guys have expanded over the years here, starting, you know, in the EU and now moving into some different places. Can you walk me through what that looked like? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when I joined in with the team, you know, the company's based in Switzerland, and at that time they had just launched uh, their Swiss website. Up until that point, there was a single website, kind of build in Euro, that was servicing worldwide. You know, there's some challenges with that: language issues, currency issues, cultural issues. So. Uh, when they launched their Swiss website um, and I came on board, you could already see the initial return of 
customers being more, you know, feeling more comfortable purchasing in their own currency and, and a site built specifically for them. Since that time, we've really expanded into the U.S. Uh, we now have a dedicated U.S. website and dedicated U.S. marketing. Practically, and just for people who are who are looking into doing this, and I know a lot of our audience are looking into doing this. Practically, how did you do it? Was was this with Shopify Plus that you were running this? Well, how how did that work? I wish it was with Shopify Plus. <laughs> no, it, we're uh, we're still on um, just a standard Shopify platform. We do have some challenges being a Swiss company uh, with what we're allowed to do with Shopify. Shopify is built really well for companies built based in the US and, and most of EU, but for some countries such as Switzerland, there's a lot of challenges uh, that we face with what we can do on that platform. So unfortunately, actually, no, we're, we have three separate just Shopify Pro split across different uh, regions with each having their own currency, their own uh, language set settings and their own kind of cultural marketing. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, and that is one option uh, if you don't want to go the plus route, right? That, or you can't go the plus route, then that's uh, then that's a great option. Well, let's talk about your, your B2B business. I'm really going hard uh, in the companies that we own this year. And even with uh, the clients at our marketing agency with really diversifying over into those other channels, be that, you know, Amazon or Etsy or wholesale. Where are you guys finding the most success with your B2B business? Sure. Yeah. Our B2B business is largely European based, especially in Switzerland. We have some really fantastic B2B customers there who help amplify the brand's voice, obviously helping their sales, but just helping the brand overall. Um, some really fantastic partners in the US and, and expanding kind of outside of of Switzerland and close located countries in the EU, uh, we were pretty focused on finding the right partners and not just kind of selling to any retailer or wholesaler who wants to come in. So for example, in the US, we have only a few B2B partnerships here, and most of them truly are partnerships. They're uh, like subscription boxes or, you know, custom designs, kind of co-marketing, co-branding design, uh, B2B projects here. But uh, we're not on Amazon, or well, our products are, but not through our hands. And uh, okay. we're not planning on, on going into those market for the foreseeable future, you know, just really kind of owning and being able to, to manage and maintain that brand control and, and messaging, especially with the sustainability aspect. Absolutely. And that and that's one of the, the downsides to being in wholesale, right, is that you no longer get to control that messaging. So, uh, you know, for you guys listening out there thinking about ways that you can potentially control that messaging, uh, one way is just really finding, like Alex said, finding partners, uh, real partners who are, you know, going to treat your brand with the same respect that you give it and that your customers uh, have for it. So I'm right on there with you. Alex, let's talk about, you know, what hasn't worked this year in particular. What sort of mistakes do you feel like you guys have made, uh, if any? Yeah, uh, well, you know, I think we make mistakes on a daily basis, and that's what helps us grow. But really, one of the biggest challenges uh, was the when iOS 14 finally came into play. And, you know, pretty much overnight, Facebook went from, uh, it was one of our top performing uh, return on ad spend channels. I mean, in 20, it accounted for pretty large percentage of new customer acquisition. Kind of overnight, you know, that disappeared. We knew it was coming, but we didn't really have that diversification plan in place. And I think that was the major mistake of this year was was not having enough diversity in our marketing ready to go when these things are happening. Yeah. So yeah. it's very challenging to overcome a major impact like that. And 
were in no way alone. So, I mean, every e-commerce brand was majorly impacted, uh, what feels like overnight. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's that diversity that we've been talking about, right? The, tr- you know, trying to, to make sure, you know, my, my coach calls it bench depth, you know, as far as employees are concerned. And I feel like you need to have some bench depth with your marketing, right? A lot of people talk about, you know, like go all in on one marketing channel, you know, when you find success there and absolutely, but at the same time, figure out what else is working and is going to work. And, you know, we've seen, obviously, as most people have seen, Google has outperformed Facebook probably by double as far as, Mm -hmm. you know, our clients and our businesses are concerned. And it's really interesting to see the companies that, you know, weren't doing anything on Google before and now have had to play catch up because it, it is a much longer term play than, you know, running Facebook ads. So again, guys, you know, things are going to always change. It's the one constant that like there will always be change in marketing. I mean, think about the last seven years since the explosion of D2C. We're going to continue to have tons of change in for the brands that are killing it like Babook. Then great, you're going to continue to do well. But for people out there who don't necessarily aren't necessarily building a brand, I'm worried for you. So if any of you and I and I don't think we have a lot of, you know, drop shippers out there who are listening to this, you know, if you are, you got to build a brand, guys. It's the only way, the only way forward and the only way to survive in the post surveillance world. Alex, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? Right on the topic we were talking about, it's you have to diversify and you have to test kind of with that knowledge that no plan is going to be perfect from the start. It's cliche to say that you have to be ready to fail, but it's so true. If you're not willing to test new channels and and new tactics and new options, you're not going to be getting anywhere, especially as you said, things are changing. What you do and what works today is probably not going to be the same type of function next year. Absolutely. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Alex, I got, I got three more questions for you here. I hope that you are ready for these. Mm-hmm. My first question for you is favorite tool or app that you're using right now? I think I'd have to say Zapier. You know, just so easy and diverse the integrations you can make. Honestly, sometimes it feels like you're cheating with, with <laughs> the tools you're able to integrate. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Anytime you can find something that you can automate on Zapier, it, it really is like mind blowing. Like, oh my gosh. And, and for those plus merchants that are listening to this, and I know there's lots of you out there because I see you on the Shopify Plus forum. Shopify Flow, right, allows you to do a lot of those Shopify tasks that um, Zapier actually cannot do. So just keep that in mind for people, you know, that you can't find those Zapier tasks. Alex, another question for you, favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Audiobook wise, so I studied philosophy in university and still really kind of guides a lot of what I listen to and want to do. So, you know, it's not exactly a business book, but it's called The Book by Alan Watts. And if nothing else, you know, kind of seeing the world with a little bit less rigidity, which is a, a main focus of this book, is something we could all benefit from. And I'll tell you, it's it's not a business book, but it has really helped kind of lean out of the seriousness that business feels like sometime and be able to take those risks. Totally, totally. Oh, that's great. I will make sure to, to uh, link to that one. And I'm going to add that uh, to my list. Basically, anytime I ask uh, one of our podcast guests what they're listening to, I'll I'll add it to my list because generally you guys are super smart. Third question for you. Last question. If you could sit down with anybody, uh, they have to be alive. You get an hour with them. You can have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, a snack. Who would it be? I think I would say Bob Iger, uh, former CEO of Disney. I mean, just watching the the tactics and growth and an ability to transform a company over the tenure of of that time is it doesn't seem human to me. <laughs> and I would love to just, you know, kind of pick that brain for an hour and, and see some of the process behind that. That's a great one. I'm going to add him to my list too. That's, uh, that's, yeah, that's a really great one. Alex, thanks so much for your time today. This was great. Where can people uh, connect with you and find more about Babook? 
Yeah, so Babook, uh, we're online, babook.com, or if uh, you're based in the U.S., it's us.babook.com. And then for myself, you could find me on LinkedIn or at alexander-miller.com. Awesome. I really appreciate your time today, and I think people are going to get a lot out of this one. Awesome. Thank you. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.